Ah, yes, that that clown show, Washington D.C. That perpetual clown show of the United States government never ceases, never ceases to amaze me and entertain. This is truth to ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to Tuesday. This is Truth to Ponder, and I'm your host, Bob Bierman. I've got to admit, when I do watch the news or see any of the videos that are out there, and, and I see I see presidential spokesperson Jen Psaki behind a podium, <laughs> any time that I see Kamala Harris at a press conference of any kind, any time that, that President Joe Biden is out in the public and they don't have him, shall we say, fully medicated, it's a clown show. It really is. And what I find thoroughly amazing, I mean really amazing, is how the the mainstream press in the United States feels it's their obligation to cover to minimize the damage, to hide it from view. Even the big tech tyrants these days, they're getting into the act as well. They're deciding what information you should see and what you shouldn't see. Maybe later this week, maybe a little bit today too. One thing I'm, I'm doing right now, I'm exploring other options for, for finding information on the internet. I mean, how many of you, let's be honest, how many of you um, are still using Google? Maybe because you still have a Gmail address. And you're just so used to going to Google and, you know, typing in whatever it is you're trying to search for. Well, Google, let's be honest, over the past, oh, I don't know, let's say starting in 2015, has increasingly become single-sided political. Single-sided. One-sided. And and they have decided they're the keepers of truth, just like Facebook and YouTube and Instagram and all these others. They're, They're now the keepers of truth. I was severely disappointed, by the way, speaking of search engines from time to time. On my desktop, I have several little desktop icons set up to to find various potential search engines. And I've used a number of them. It's kind of fun to compare. Put in something controversial like the word COVID vaccine. Just put that word in, into Google. Put There are a lot of things you can put into, into Google. And it's amazing the results you'll get. Then use other search engines and you'll find things are different. Now, for a long time, a lot of you and myself included, we were using as an alternate, I have more than one alternate, DuckDuckGo. Well, now they've gone woke, crazy, and censored. They've jumped on the bandwagon deciding what is and what is not misinformation and whatever the administration, whatever the Biden administration and Jen Psaki and, and Blinken, the Secretary of State, whatever they say must be the gospel truth. And anything else, well, that may be misinformation. And they will de-rank or eliminate from their search engines any of this horrible 
disinformation. During COVID, we all learned a lesson. I'm sure that we did. Just looking at the, let's say, oh, about a year and a half or so of doing this, this radio program, more than a year and a half now, many things and many topics we discussed on this radio program Many of the things that you and I talked about and and I shared with you and I had guests on the program did the research trying to find out the, tr- the story behind the story that even, even I'm afraid Fox News and, and Newsmax, look, as far as I'm concerned, Fox News and Newsmax, though they are fairly decent sources, they compromised themselves journalistically in recent months. They took a lot of money, a lot of quiet money from the Biden administration, lots of it, to become proponents of the mRNA vaccines. And many of their, well, they had the, of course, they had the, quote, public service announcements. They were paid to run those. But the most insidious part, and and I think of, and it was very blatant to me, Oh, this past fall. I I don't normally get a chance to watch, quote, daytime news or TV. But I did one day. And and I'm watching Fox News. Harris Faulkner, Outnumbered is the name of the program. And, And every time the topic of vaccine would come up, man, she was just, everybody, we can do this. Rush out today and get vaccinated. And then you won't get COVID and you won't spread it and we won't die. And she was perpetuating what we now know is a myth. It's not true. The vaccines do not stop you from getting and do not stop you from spreading COVID. I've got stories about that as well. I'll just give you a quick highlight in a, in, in a few minutes. Uh, you know, in New York City, big basketball star refuses to get vaccinated. He can attend the game, but he can't play because he's not vaccinated because of the workplace rules. And, and But he can play when he's on the road. And teams from out of town, they don't have to be vaccinated to, to play in New York City. Go figure that out. What kind of nonsense? This, this shows the clown show that is leftist-leaning government. Washington, D.C. I don't care. By the way, I'm thinking about, you know, remember Pierre Delecto? <laughs> Wait a minute. Not Pierre Delecto. Uh, Mitt Romney. Pierre Delecto was his Twitter handle or something uh, to criticize certain things. There, there's a rhino class out there of clowns. And I'm going to say it. You're not going to like it. Some of you are going to look at me and say, wait a minute. I think we're going to fix everything this fall, Bob. Don't you know it? We have an election in the fall. We're going we're gonna to clean house. We're going to take back the Senate. We're going to stall Joe Biden. I don't think so. When when you've got when you got people like Mitt Romney in the Senate calling himself a conservative Republican, I'm ashamed of myself in 2012 for voting for this reprobate, and I call him that for a reason. He's delusion. He's delusional. He's an opportunist. He went from Illinois to Massachusetts, and, and now when he decided he wanted to become a senator. Uh, because of his background, he moved to Utah, where he thought he'd be a shoe, and he was. 
He's not from Utah. You know, that's the problem with the United States Senate today. By the way, and I didn't mean to go off on this little rabbit trail, but I am. Those that wanted a massive, large, and powerful federal government that would stomp on the states can thank Woodrow Wilson a hundred and some odd years ago. Woodrow Wilson gave us the income tax. Prior to his administration, there wasn't any. And, of course, it was sold on a lie, as most things of that nature generally are. It was a lie. They said, they were telling everybody way back when to change the Constitution. Remember, they were going to need a constitutional amendment for this. They made a solemn vow. Of course, it wasn't on paper. They made a solemn vow that this tax would just be 1% on all incomes over $100,000. In other words, if you made $99,999.99, you wouldn't pay a penny of income tax. <laughs> no, not at all. It was only on the amounts over $100,000. So, if you made $1,000 over 100000 you paid $10 in income tax. Hey, that sounds reasonable. And, you know, those multi-millionaires, you know, the type that were out there running the railroads and everything else, the big industrial revolutionaries of the 1800s and early 1900s, you remember them, the Rockefellers and what have you. Oh, they won't miss 1%. And so... The American people, I mean, how many people do you think in, in let's say, 1918 were making $100,000 a year? Nobody, really. Very, very few. Tiny. A lot of people were lucky to make 5 or $10 a week. And they were able to, you know, put groceries on the table. And so the American people got sucked into this idea of, yes, yeah, soak the rich, get it out of them. We need more money for good programs. And they fell for it. We had the amendment. And and all the amendment did is it just authorized, you know, the the legislature to to now levy taxes. And they did. And it didn't take long before it was no longer a threshold of a hundred thousand dollars. It didn't take long before it was more than 1%. And by, oh, I don't know, let's say 15 years later, every American is having to pretty well fill out a 1040 IRS form in March. They changed it later to April. Matter of fact, this used to be, back in the day, the 15th of March, this used to be income tax day in the United States. And over the years, because, you know, people like me were born, you know, like 20, 30 years after the fact, 35 years after the fact, we've, we've only known an income tax. And most of us going through school didn't know that it was later in life or later in our history that we got one. But see, that's the clown show. They're, they're busy diverting you with, you know, pretty lights and shows and, and, and talking points while they're doing some pretty despicable things behind your back. I, I see it all the time. And I'm sure many of you do too. Our government can't be trusted. And it is currently being run by a clown show. 
there are those that are behind the scenes that I know that are, shall we say, pulling the strings. No doubt about that. There is absolutely, I mean, outside of a little bit of lucidity when he's properly medicated for a short time, like to do the State of the Union address or something big, Biden is just a fumbling guy that can't keep it together unless I think they OD him on certain medications, which can bring back a little bit of ability, but it doesn't last long. So, you know, they can only put him out there for so long before they got to hide him again. His entire campaign was that way. The clown show that is Washington, D.C., it's not entertaining. It's destructive. And and really, it, it is very dangerous to you and I and the world in the world that we live in today. Yeah, we have a lot to talk about, and I want to—I didn't expect to kind of get off starting with this, but you know, those that help the clown, the clown show, you know, YouTube—they're—they're they're always out there to keep the clown show alive. Uh, Facebook that wants you in their metaverse to to be transhuman. We don't need to be human anymore. We need to be in the metaverse. We don't need to be in the real world. We need to be in a fake world where we wear fake clothing in a fake set and we wear our goggles and we wear our headphones and we're, we, we don't even have to leave our homes anymore, which is the desire of, of the World Economic Forum to own nothing and be happy. And people think I'm crazy. But they say it with their own lips. It's out there on their own websites. You know, to give you an idea, YouTube no longer allows anybody to have any kind of conversation about COVID that they don't approve. And they've just announced a fresh campaign of removing content now, of course, about Ukraine. So in the midst of a time of war, when truth is always hard to come by, you will only have access if you use Facebook, YouTube, Google, the rest of them. One-sided news, the news that they approve, and what gives them the authority, and, and how do we know what they're telling us is true? They've told us enough lies over the past several years. Remember, they were the ones, Zuckerberg was putting mega millions into, into counties in the United States for the 2020 election, only in Democrat uh, strong counties to really bring out the vote. So Zuckerberg, as far as I'm concerned, broke the law to influence an election. But nobody cares. <laughs> it's all right. Nobody cares. You know, in the places they did it, they don't have the power to undo it. I think the election was stolen, and I don't care what anybody says. I may disagree with some that say how it was stolen, but there's no doubt in my mind. Biden did not win Georgia, period. And there's enough evidence that your eyes can see to know that and and just because Rassenberger and and Kemp are in the fight of their lives to stay in office rhinos I have no use for rhinos you know the bible says in revelation I would rather you be hot or cold and not lukewarm if you're lukewarm I'll spew you from my my mouth that's what a rhino is they're just lukewarm They, they they play the game 
they they convince you there's something they're not during election time. And then they comfortably fall back into the swamp. Lindsey Graham's a good example in South Carolina. Man, he was in the fight of his life back in 2020. And he's he's all, yeah, trying to get on the stage with Trump and everything else. And the second he won and the second Trump lost, he stabs him in the back, which is what Lindsey Graham has been doing his entire political career. I've spent enough time around South Carolina to know. I, I know enough people in South Carolina, family and otherwise. I, I know. And that's why he earned the name years ago, Flimsy Gramnesty. Yeah, he doesn't care about the borders. Not at all. And he was a protege of, well, John McCain. Another swamp creature that when it came to the one vote that could have eliminated the destructive nature of Obamacare, he thumbed down and said, basically, (laughs) you. That's what he did. And then he died. But getting back to where we're at, you know, with with this one-sided information, we're getting into this mode of controlled information here in the United States. Too many people have put too much of their of their life and investment into certain tech tyrants. And they're allowing themselves to be manipulated without realizing it. Many are very invested in one or two or three different little conservative news networks. And, you know, with Fox, the biggest problem I see with Fox these days, besides the fact they took all the COVID money from Biden and started using their news anchors and news people to push the COVID narrative they were being paid to do, I find that unethical. Number one, to me, to take money and then have your news people promote a cause without indicating sponsorship. I mean, there should have been any time that Harris Faulkner got on there and said, and I, everybody needs to get the vaccine and then we can stop COVID. We'll never have it again. And nobody will get sick or die. Which is pretty much what she was doing. There should have been a disclaimer. Harris Faulkner's network has been paid money to tell you that. But they didn't do it. So you're thinking this is an unbiased opinion based on news and fact. I'll tell you, it's going to be very hard for anybody, including this program, to get accurate information out. As I said yesterday on Monday, what I'm trying to do is find the stories behind the story. Sometimes these stories we get, they're they're too simplistic. There's something missing. And I'm trying to help you and myself and everybody that listens to to get a broader understanding of what's going on. And and I, I'm not taking any sides in anything. I just let the truth fall where it may. Now, another story that gives you an example of bankruptcy, mentally, spiritually, morally, journalistically, and otherwise. There's a... There's a Democrat representative, congresswoman out of the state of Washington, and her name is Kim Shire. And the other day she had some words for Americans that are upset with President Biden over the rising cost of gasoline. 
And and she was on a podcast. I don't have the name of the podcast in front of me. I did, and somehow now it's lost on my desk. But she's being interviewed on a podcast, which when I listened to a good part of it, it was obviously from a, shall we say, a Democrat or leftist point of view. In other words, she was on friendly territory, even more friendly than MSNBC. And I have this little audio clip, only lasts less than a minute. And like I say, it's on a left-wing podcast. And and, and one of the things that, it, that really bothered me was the host or the hostess. You can't, I'm, I, well, I may, oh, I can't do that. I'm choosing her pronouns now or it's pro. I don't know. I'm sorry. I shouldn't be choosing pronouns. Let's just say the host, the personality, the moderator, um, whatever you want to call the person, almost had one of these, and I've seen it before, an I am better than you attitude in their voice and mannerisms. And if you'd watch the video clip, you'd see it. It's kind of like Thurston Howell. You know, I'm in drag um, to listen to this person just setting, you no, know, teeing up the perfect softball question to Democrat Representative Kim Schreier of Washington. And, and, and she, this, listen to the question she asked and how this representative answered that question. On the topic of energy independence, depending on what pundit you turn on today, you are going to hear some blaming President Biden for how steep gas prices have become. You're going to hear some who say that a president has no bearing on gas prices. What do you believe? Uh, I believe a couple things. Right now, in the last two weeks, this is Putin. You should be blaming Putin, if anybody, for this. And to not blame Putin, first of all, is denying reality. And second, frankly, I think is un-American. So um, this is Putin's fault. Before this, because people were already suffering at the gas pump before this, right? We saw an increase of uh, over dollar a gallon over the past year and a half or so. That is That can be blamed realistically on during the pandemic when people were not going to work and driving was down. Gas prices were down as demand increased and rigs had not yet been turned on. Uh, There was a supply demand issue like with everything else in this country. And that was to blame. Okay, I think I get it. It's strictly it's strictly the pandemic and Putin. Mm hmm. I get it. Though the gas prices in 2020 and all the way up until the shutdown of the Keystone Pipeline we're holding rather steady. I got news for you. Nothing is built. Nothing is back. Nothing is better. The Build Back Better program is a bust. And trying to cover for ineptitude, stupidity, foolishness. And uh, I don't, I can't, I, I can't make it any clearer. Putin And the invasion of Ukraine has Democrats in the House of Representatives, the Senate of the United States, and running the White House rejoicing. They need to send a thank you note to Putin. Because without Putin, they wouldn't have a boogeyman to blame their failures on. 
They can blame everything on Putin now. Everything's Putin's fault. Gas prices, Putin's fault. Lack of food, Putin's fault. Everything's his fault. It's not Biden's fault. It's not bad policy fault. Gas prices have been rising steadily, my friend, for a full year and a month prior prior to what happened in Ukraine. And up until a month ago, we were told that all these high prices and inflation were because the economy is so wonderful. It's a great economy. <laughs> that, that was the lie they, they were trying to get you to swallow. And, and Americans weren't buying it. Oh, they're thankful for, for Putin. If it wasn't for Vladimir Putin, the Democrats would actually have to run on their own record this fall. And, and they're already positioning themselves. Listen, Representative Shire sounds just like the liar behind the podium with the red hair in D.C., Jen Psaki. Talking about inflation of the gas price pumps and the grocery store and everywhere. It's never Biden's fault. It's, it's, it's COVID, the pandemic, or Putin. Or the Republicans. That, that defies reality. It really does. And see, Schreier herself contradicted her own self in an interview this past summer. You know, the summer of 2021, when she admitted that the Democrats' $1.9 trillion stimulus bill that passed only with Democrats, she said then it's going to lead to inflation, despite the already rising Gas prices. Now, now here's something that I found rather, I, I hate to be this way, but it, it was rather humorous to me. Uh, Schreier's got another thing going on right now after this interview. Turns out, as she wrote on Twitter, after testing negative multiple times last week, including yesterday, this morning I woke up with mild cold symptoms and I've tested positive for COVID. I'll be working from home. And my office remains open. It's amazing. A year ago, she also tweeted that it's incredible that in less than a year, we have a COVID-19 vaccine that has been thoroughly reviewed, approved, tested by panels of independent scientific experts. We're going to stop COVID, you know. It's going to be stopped dead in its tracks. Take the shot. You'll be COVID-proof. Hmm. And then she goes, today, my colleagues and I have the opportunity to be immunized, and I hope that everybody does the same. Really? I don't think I, you know, we we said it a year ago. There were doubts that this stuff would really, really stop you from getting COVID. Oh, I know they make the claim, and I'm not going to say it is or it isn't yet, because I really, I've been trying to dig, it's hard to get accurate information. But I'm going to tell you something. People with the vaccine seem to come down with Omicron more than those that don't. I'm just saying. Uh, uh, there are those, and I'm one of them, that believe that in the long term, these vaccines will damage your immune system. And the more you take, the worse it's going to get. There are too many unexplained deaths. We'll talk about that maybe later this week. I have some stuff on that. Now, on a Totally different note before I forget, and this came as kind of a surprise to me. I didn't find out 
until after the Monday broadcast was finished and distributed. You know, I, I have to get the program done to get it out as a podcast and then to the various radio stations. Now, I do know there was, by the way, there was a glitch at WRMI at the 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 Central Time airing on 9395. I know what, they're, what they have to deal with there. There are tons of computers and systems. And it seems that every, every, every six months or so when you have the time change, one system somehow the the change doesn't take and there was one system that was out of sync by an hour and so the program uh, got a late start i want to thank a listener in the chicago area for pointing that out to me Um, i was not listening at the time and i but i sent a text immediately and it was like yeah it it, with with apologies so it does happen i'm not angry about it i understand i've been in this business for a long time and and i'm not going to be the armchair quarterback on how people have to deal with their limited resources in in this day but one of the things i did find out we now have an additional airing at night now it is rather late in eastern time but that's all right we've always wanted to have an impact going toward the west coast western canada even hawaii and uh, potentially now australia and so at midnight eastern time we now have an airing which makes it 9 p.m california time 10 p.m in the rocky mountains And last night, I had the opportunity, uh, listening to what are called SDR radios that are out there. They're software-defined radios that a lot of ham operators have. And you can get an idea of what your signal's like in certain parts of the country. And I'm listening up in Canada. I'm listening in Washington State. I'm listening in Oregon. I'm listening all over California, Nevada, New Mexico. It was amazing. Idaho. The signal was loud and clear, and I couldn't be happier. That for the first time, Truth to Ponder now has coverage in the western half of the United States. We've never really had that before. Had a little bit in the northwest and north midwest on 5950, but never to Los Angeles, never to San Diego, never to Sacramento, never to Silicon Valley or San Francisco. All of that area now is covered, including Portland, Oregon, Seattle, Washington. And and I like I say, we were up late last night, and I, I was amazed. So that has just been added. And so we are thanking God uh, for this increased opportunity. A lot of challenges ahead in the shortwave world. It's it's not easy to keep them going. I mean, it's it's they're expensive. A lot of people don't think it has any viability, uh, and and a lot of shortwave stations have got to you know they it's not e- I'll just say it this way it's not easy. A lot of people say, well, you need to have this, that, and the other. Well, who's going to pay for it? You know, the electricity on these things is absolutely not free, and they take massive amounts of power. You don't want to see the power bill for even one transmitter probably 10 times just one transmitter or more 
running part-time your household power bill in the dead of winter or the hottest summer day? At least 10 times or more. And then multiply that by 13 or 14. Yeah, it gets up there. But shortwave, I think, is viable because as we've been talking about the Internet, you see what is happening with the Internet. When DuckDuckGo decides they're going to be joining the Googles of this world, um, I I just disabled them off my desktop. (laughs) Why do I need two Googles if that's what they're going to do? And so I'm looking, I'm, I haven't made, I'm trying several, I'll let you know how they work out, uh, several different search engines, and I'll let you know what my results are you know, over the next several days. But I want to keep shortwave alive. I want to have things online that are not dependent upon the Googles or the Amazons or, or any of the app stores like, you know, Apple. Yeah, that, that, by the way, Apple has a new gender-neutral voice. In this time of war, in, in this time of inflation, in, in this time of COVID, the most important thing they had to do was come up with a, uh, a gender-neutral voice so the transgenders don't feel left out. And so Apple, that was their... It's And by the way, Siri is no longer the default voice. Not that I have... An iPhone. I had one iPhone many years ago and never liked it. Just didn't. Do you believe in what we're trying to do here? And, and I'm going to make this quick. And then we, we have to take a break. I'm running over. If you can help us out, would you make a check, large or small? Small or large? Make it payable to Ancient Word Radio. Ancient Word Radio. Our mailing address is Truth to Ponder. And that address is 5753, that's 5753, Highway 85 North, that's 5753, Highway 85 North, number 3248, that is number 3248. The city is Crestview, Crestview, Florida, Crestview, Florida, 32536, that's zip code again. 32536. We're late for the break, but we shall be right back. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Beerman. The direction of love coming up. Shalom Alechem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. Where are you going? Does your life have a direction? You have a goal? Where are you headed to? See, when you go on a journey, you, you pretty much have four directions, north, south, east, and west. And on any journey, it's important to know your direction and to stick with it, stay on course. Well, in life, we come up with variations on these directions. We come up with our own directions, a direction to our job, or we, I've got a direction to go to uh, to be graduation. I'm, I have a direction to get married, a direction of self-improvement, direction of making more money. But what's the direction the Bible says you have to have? Well, it's real simple. Your life is to head in one direction, not north, south, east, or west, not a direction of money or career or anything else. It's one direction. It's the direction of love. See, you might have everything else, you know, but the direction isn't even that ministry or that goal or that project. The direction is love. That's what all that matters. The Bible says make love your aim. Love is to be your direction. When you have a direction, you aim everything there. You get a compass, you aim everything there. You want to find God's will for your life? His will is not necessarily what you might be thinking it is, but pursuing 
love is, his love. Love the Lord, love your neighbor. You need one direction. You need to chart your course to one goal, the goal of love. And that's it. Heaven is a place of love. You're heading to heaven. So you got to have the direction of love. That's what's going to bring you there. And aim away from that, which is not love. Whatever it is, get away from that if it's not. Set your compass to love. Chart your journey to love. Proceed. Don't go west. Don't go south. Don't go east. Don't go north. Simple. Go love. Want more? Ask for the heavenly calling. Now the free gift for you, the most incredible evidence and proof of Jesus as Messiah. Awesome. The mystery of the temple doors, you'll love it. Plus sapphires guaranteed to give you the power of victorious life in God. All free. Yours free. How do you get it? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. That's it. So just call 1-800-YESHUA-1 to receive your free gifts. You will be blessed, but call now, 1-800-YESHUA-1. My friend, you're on this earth for a great purpose, to be a blessing. So I invite you to join me in bringing the greatest blessing to the unreached peoples of the world, salvation to five continents. It's amazing. Imagine you could cover the an entire planet with salvation. Well, you can. It's amazing. Shortwave radio, that's what you can do. It's the farthest way you'll ever spread the gospel to the lost. How? Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or you can write me direct. Let's write to the nice Jewish boy, box 1111, Lodi. L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. That's the nice Jewish boy. Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying, go for love, my friend. Peace be to you and Messiah, Adon Olam, the Lord of all. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of our Tuesday edition of Truth to Ponder. I'm your host, Bob Bierman. A lot of things I want to share in, in this short time we have left on the program. Had a letter yesterday from a listener in Quebec, Canada. And I've noticed that we have a, a growing audience across Canada now with the new frequency maybe in the western part of the nation as well. I pray for that. Pray for this signal to grow and prosper at 9455 kilohertz. Now, this person listens every day. I'm not sure if it says a podcast or, or on radio. And he suggested, and I'm not going to have time to get into it today, but I would recommend if you have internet access, look for this article by a man by the name of Rex Murphy, R-E-X, Rex Murphy, and he wrote an article about Canada's big banks have much to answer for after blindly following Trudeau's emergency orders. Now, just look up, uh, as I did, Rex Murphy, National Post, the National Post. It's worth a few minutes of your time to read. But in essence, it points out that the banks in Canada, just like the United States, they're supposed to be keeping your money safe. I mean, that's what is their job? Keep your money safe and make money lending you more money if you're creditworthy, period. That should be what banks are. When, when I got a mortgage in 1975 and then again around 1980-ish and, and other times in my career, nobody asked me for my politics Nobody asked me to show a voter ID card. Nobody asked what I thought about this, that, or the other. They just figured, okay, he makes X number of dollars. He wants to borrow this, and his credit score is good enough. 
and we bought a house. But see, that's no longer the case. Increasingly, this is no longer the case. And this is what this article points out, that Canada's big banks, and it's happening here in the United States, it's going to happen everywhere. These guardians of your hard-earned money, well, they're not going to be your friend if you support the wrong causes, like maybe a trucker's protest. And I'll say this much from the article. Did any single bank president floating on a stream of magnificently swollen income and bonuses attempt to resist or test the edict from the Trudeau government? Did they even go to court? Nope. Nope. Instead, they just capitulated. And the problem is that in the corporate world, you know, they live in a bubble themselves, and they watch the mainstream media, so they just believe that they're doing the right thing. And so it's a great article. Look it up. I would, And I want to thank our friend up in Canada for, for sharing that with me yesterday. Saw a couple of news stories that, that came out yesterday. Cyber attack, Israel. Everybody said it was going to happen in the United States and Canada. It didn't yet. But don't think that it won't. It will. In time, it will. There's a lot going on, and it's so hard. And somebody pointed it out to me the other day, that while we're busy focusing on Ukraine, and Putin is bad, and I'm not saying that he isn't, he is. But we're not saints either. We've, we shared stories late last week. And even yesterday, yeah, I mean, they try to deny, you know, I mean, look at look at what happened to, uh, yeah, she's a Democrat from Hawaii, uh, Tulsi Gabbard, and I mean, I, I, you know, I, I don't agree with her on a lot of stuff, but, you know, she got slandered by, by Mittens Romney, Romney, or uh, shall I say, Pierre Delecto. Pierre Delecto, as far as I'm concerned, the morally, intellectually, politically bankrupt Mitt Romney slandered the woman. He, he just, I, I, I saw it yesterday. Other people said it on TV last night, and it's true. Whether you agree with Tulsi on a lot of stuff doesn't matter. What she said was 100% true, verifiable from, oh, I don't know, U.S. government websites over the years that we had biolabs in the Ukraine. A lot of them. Not just one, but many. And we also knew from government websites over the past many years, since after 2014 in particular, a lot of U.S. money, a lot of deadly pathogens, a lot of research, some of it I would say skunk works kind of research you'd, they don't want you to really know about. Don't think we don't do that. We do. We have and we always will. It's the nature of, of the clandestine part of government. And she points that out. She points out a fact that anybody could find. Even Pierre Delecto himself could go out on the Internet. He could even use Google or DuckDuckGo. He, he can use Brave Browser, any of them. He'd find it. But he just wanted the soundbite. He wanted the tweet. He wanted the glory. 
I hope he never runs for president. And I hope he, and if he does, I hope he gets embarrassed worse than Kamala Harris did in her first go round in the primaries, not even getting 1%. It's true. We've been doing things there we probably shouldn't be doing. Now, does that excuse Vladimir Putin? No. But does that excuse us to condemn him? Nope, not either. Two wrongs don't make a right. And, and that's why I say there's so many stories behind the stories. How did the government, how did they get the kind of government, pro-Western government in Ukraine, which they never had before? Who influenced that in 2014? These questions are important in the long term. It doesn't excuse anything that Putin has done, but it may explain to people trying to understand why that maybe some of the assessments that come out of the idiots at CNN and the reprobates at MSNBC, you know, Chuck Todd, you know, all these clowns. They're more of a clown show. They're as much of a clown show as the Democrats are. You know, whenever I see CNN logo or MSNBC, it should be put on a clown car, come out in the three-ring circus, and all their little reporters in clown costumes climb out as they get in front of their TV sets. I mean, their TV, you know, cameras. We're being played, and, and what, what worries me, and, and everybody that says here in the United States, hey, Bob, don't worry, we're going to fix it in November. We're going to clean house. I will remind you again for the 500th time, do not put your trust in princes or the sons of men. In other words, politicians and people. Your trust needs to be an almighty God. You'll be let down every time. And the same people trying to convince me we can fix it in November, especially if they're around my age. I've been voting for 50 years. It's not fixed yet. Do you think it ever is going to be permanently fixed? No, never. We get little seasons. And we're coming into one of those seasons, maybe, this year, but not as we're not. It's not going to be. Uh, it's going to be 2010 all over again. Remember 2010, Barack Obama in office two years. We now have Obamacare, and so now we're going to have the Tea Party movement, and we're going to we're going to fix it. 2010, it was going to be permanently fixed in 2010, and then what did the what did the Rhino Republicans do? They put. Oh, man, they ran Mitt Romney. (laughs) Yeah, Mitt Romney became the standard bearer and lost. And we lost the House and the Senate. Nancy Pelosi became Speaker. You know, the rest is history. And we barely got it back. Barely got it back in 2014. Then the election of 2016. But the rhinos were... The, the pretend conservatives, the rhinos. Yeah, you remember. Let's go back to 2017. Paul Ryan was the Speaker of the House, a never Trumper, by the way. We, we figured that out later. A lot of things could have been done for this nation, but see, the swamp doesn't want all that done. It doesn't benefit the swamp. And this is what nobody seems to understand. This whole 
this whole stage show of an election coming up that, yeah, send me money and I'll fix it. We're, we're going to take back the House. You know, it's Nancy Pelosi's turn to be the boogie lady. And so and and Biden is incompetent. And, and so they're thankful for Putin right now. I mean, they beat up the poor guy for five years with a phony collusion with Trump narrative. And the whole time it was. Hillary Clinton or Biden that Putin wanted because he knew they were weak. And he knew that any anything he wanted to pull off, he was going to get away with. And he's proving his theory right. Read an article the other day, and I'm trying to really get my head around it. But it says by the time we get to May, so we you know we got another six weeks of this mess going on, or longer, there'll be there are those that really believe that by the time we get to May, there'll be a peace accord signed with Russia and Ukraine. And for the moment, for the moment, this this war will disappear. Now, just like COVID, how fast will it be forgotten on the TV? I mean, look, we went from all COVID all the time to what's COVID? Where's Dr. Fauci? What happened to the virus? It's disappeared off the headlines. And I can understand why. As we said in December, I, I promised you in December, I'd been praying about this because you know, I looked at the program, I'm saying, how long can they keep this up? And, and I'll just say, I'm not bragging, don't take it the wrong way, but I just felt God's peace to tell you the narrative was going to collapse under the weight of truth. And some of this truth would start coming out, and they didn't want the American people to see it. They're thankful for Putin right now. You're no longer thinking virus, vaccine, vaccine failure, uh, the Pfizer cover-ups, uh, where the money went. You know, someone said, I tried to follow the science, and it kept leading me to a lot of money. A lot of truth in that. One of the things you need to understand in the long term when it comes to Ukraine, think about this for a moment. The people like the George Soros's of this world, the people that think they're the elites that know more than you that governments need to bow down to, they want regime change in China and Russia if they can get it. They want regime change here in the United States. They want this to be a global world. Now, ironically, two people standing in their way are going to be uh, Xi Jinping in, in China and Vladimir Putin in Russia. They, they're really not mm, too keen on it, though Trudeau is, and I'm sure Biden's people are, not that Biden would even know. You know, in the early days, when this conflict started, people like, Soros, for example, they were wanting the West to jump in. They wanted Canada, the U.S., the European Union, the United Kingdom, and NATO to do everything to support and get in that war. Why? Because, because this crisis, this chaos going on in Ukraine now has the, well, the whole, we're, we're hyper-focused on the conflict. 
And, and it's a great cover for the economic failures of the Biden administration. The vaccine failures, all of it. It's a great cover. You know, with the narrative collapsing, they needed something to divert your attention. Nothing to see here. Look over there at the pretty lights. Look over there at this new story. And what, what's disturbing to me, and I'm, and I'm trying to come to grips with this, and I hope you understand what I'm saying. I feel like we're not getting the whole story. Now, I'm not saying at all that I, I'm agreeing with what Russia and Putin has done. I really don't. I find it this despicable, evil, yes. But how did we get here? And the folks at the World Economic Forum, they want to hold the money, the goods, and the power. They want to own everything. They want to own everything. Now, remember, it wasn't that many years ago. What was it? Uh, 14 years ago, 2008. Remember that? Things were just humming along, 2008. And we were going to have John McCain, I guess, running for president. And that See how that worked out. And then the economy tanked that summer overnight, out of nowhere, just like now. Housing prices were going up, everybody getting a mortgage. Everything was good. Happy days are here again. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the world... The world bankers, the Soroses of this world, the World Economic uh, Forum partners called the note. And look what happened. The entire economy, it collapsed. Unemployment shot up. People were out of work. Businesses closed. People walked away from their homes. They were upside down. They had a house they thought was worth $300,000. They had a mortgage of $300,000. Now the house is worth $150,000. They're in debt for more than the house is worth. And then we have Google and company and, and all these people trying to cover and the Mitt Romneys of this world saying, saying that the United States had biolabs in Ukraine is treason. The only decent thing that Mitt, you know, Mitt Romney, uh, Pierre Delecto can do is resign, as far as I'm concerned, and get out of the public eye for the rest of his miserable little life. He's a stain on our republic. He is an anathema to the Constitution. He's an opportunist rhino, the most dangerous critter in the swamp. And that's why I don't put a whole lot of hope out in the 2022 election. I don't. A lot of these rhinos are going to ride the coattails of of American anger. And they're going to tell you what you want to hear. Like... um, Back in 2020, just like Mitch McConnell, I'm in the fight of my life. I could lose. I wish he had. Wish we had a real leader in the Senate. Just like Paul Ryan in 2017, I don't see a whole lot better in in McCarthy now. They 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 talk a good game, but they but they come up empty. They're empty suits. 
we're going to have to make plans. And, and I'm, I'm looking into the future. God is laying a lot of things on my heart in my life personally, spiritually, in terms of, of ministry. It is becoming self-evident that most people are totally unprepared for the world in which we are we're entering now. You thought it was strange during the pandemic. It's going to be even stranger still in the days and months ahead. Could the pandemic come back? Yeah, I'm sure they could, you know, reuse that out of the playbook now that they know that it works. Will it be before the election or after? <laughs> A lot of people are trying to figure that out. I think something, there'll be some new health threat. In other words, they want to get that digital currency thing and ID going anyway, where you can't travel anywhere internationally without your your electronic green passport and all your ID. And this is being pushed by the World Economic Forum. It's part of their great reset. Once, once they control your money, your banking, your online activities, they control you. Christians are going to have to learn how to work together in communities, not, not, not compounds, not hiding away, you know, with AK rifles and all this nonsense behind barbed wire. We're not doing that. But we need to help meet each other's needs. And, and there's so many things God is laying on my heart in that regard. My wife and I are prayerfully considering some major changes in our life uh, this summer. And being able to provide a venue, a physical and online venue for such things. And I'm just really feeling that that on my heart. It's getting stronger and louder with each passing day. I'll talk more about that maybe Thursday. Right now, my primary focus is to energize and push even more on shortwave. Our first little increase occurred this week, adding 9455 at midnight Eastern, but that's primarily for airing to the West Coast, and we're so thankful for that. And we'll have more to announce shortly. If you believe in what we're doing, would you consider making a check payable to Ancient Word Radio? Ancient Word Radio. This is to buy airtime. And the address is 5753, 5753 Highway 85 North, 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248, number 3248. We are in Crestview, Crestview, Florida. One word, Crestview, Crestview, Florida. And the zip code there is 32536. Once again, 5753 Highway 85 North, Number 3248, Crestview, Florida, 32536. You can also support us from the website, which is truth, the number two ponder.com. Until tomorrow, may God richly bless you. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's truth, the number two. Ponder.com. Truth to Ponder. Shining the light of truth in a darkening world.